0: So now that we've vibrated the base, we want to take that energy into consciousness today. And so I want to give you a consciousness download about the core of this work and the core of Haydn. So this is the revealers, and what's revealed during this training is um, what we're doing. like what, what is the essence of what is happening here and how do we embody that how do we embody that so uh the first thing i want to talk about is the embodiment of dark what it means to embody the dark and the reason this has to be revealed is because we all know in our consciousness (laughs) in the old world of duality the duality between dark and light so the dark brotherhood or the the dark is the bad guys, mainly because in the world of dark and light duality, the dark controls matter, controls body mind, and the dark controls that energy because it doesn't, it has, hasn't integrated with the light. So it said, from the perspective of the sun, the dark lodge, the dark brotherhood, and the white brotherhood are one, from the pr- perspective of the sun perspective of the sun. But on Earth, we're in that duality. There's a deeper dark, though, which isn't the dark of the polarity of matter and spirit, of darkness of ignorance and the light of awareness. There's the pure dark, the pure dark that lives behind all dualities. It's the darkness of spirit. And what lives at the core of Haydn is that and what it reveals in the core of each of us when we come here if we are willing is that so the whole essence of this is a mystery school is the revelation of the pure dark in the core of your being and the reorientation of your life to be centered in that like that's the teaching in its simplicity But the teaching itself is simple. The complexity lies in the living of it because it turns everything upside down and makes you reorientate your life from the inside out, from the core to the outside, rather than from the outside to the core. And eventually, if enough (laughs) people can hold and live from that pure core of the darkness, of spirit embodied, then that's the core of the new civilization. That's what's coming. Civilization anchored in the pure dark. But it does flip everything upside down because the world out there, the civilization is based on matter first, and then gradually, eventually, top of Maslow's pyramid, maybe the soul, and then eventually, eventually, spirit. Your civilization is spirit-first, spirit-first matter around it, so it totally flips. It's the hanged man that flips everything upside down. The civilization's in the process of that. People are half-flip, quarter-flip, full-flip, but heightens a place to give you the opportunity to experience that flip and to get it registered in your being, in your body. So, the the new currency of the new civilization, the dark currency, is the flow of energy in the dark. And so that dark has to sit at the core of all of our stations of self. If you just awaken non-duality in the body, or just in the heart, or just in consciousness, or just in spirit, it's partial. So in order for there to be current, in order to be able to hold pillars in a dark temple, you need to be able to run the current inside your own being, between these different places in yourself. And this is where the cosmology of cosmos and the cosmology of a human being link together. So these teachings that show the link between the black hole, meaning the symbol of pure spirit of the galaxy, flowing through Sirius, which is the blue-white fire of I am presence, into the sun, which is the solar fire of consciousness, into earth, which is the planetary being, the body-mind, into the moon, the dark side of the moon, which is the key mystery of matter. So what we began to approach last night is What is the mystery of non-duality in matter? What is the prima materia, the energy inside matter that all matter is built upon? If you can get to the non-duality of matter, you don't need to rely on matter itself. The outer expression of this is that if you know the core vibration of matter, you don't need to rely on money and property which is what the whole civilization out there is based on. It's based materially on owning the crust of the earth, property, and it's having money, issued by banks at 5%, blah, 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 creating a whole world driven from the need to go get that so that one day they can maybe live their life purpose. So to truly live that differently, you actually have to have your monadic will anchored in your base center so you can stand on the planet, not look for resources in order to be who you are one day, but be who you are now, and that being of who you are draws the resources you need to it because you have brought non-duality into the realm of matter. That at the center of your base center is the vibrating note of pure being, which is what matter forms around matter forms around that note and when we don't know that we go looking for matter in order to have security when matter is looking for art to us mm. for its security
1: mm-hmm.
0: so this is the same teaching that at the midpoint at 3 weeks if you want to be a priest of love in the world or a priestess or whatever then you have to be married to love not to someone not to a beloved. And the non-duality of love means you give up the feeling of I need love by finding someone out there who who will make me feel my love. The giving up of that means that you have the opportunity through the abandonment wound to find that you are love. And then if you are a love, if you are love going into the world, do you ever have to worry about having anyone that will love you. It's like, everybody will love you because you are love. But the body-mind journey towards that is horrendous. We all know the horrendous journey of the heart to break open to its core in a civilization that teaches you that you are not love and that love is out there and you need to go looking for it. So just translate that teaching down to the base. In a world where you are what matter longs for. Matter longs for the kiss of the human spirit. It longs for its children, humanity, to go on their journey to the center of the universe and come back vibrating in such a way that all matter starts to sing around that vibration. It's like I am longing The earth is longing for the kiss of spirit through human beings alive and awake enough to stand independent of their mother, vibrating the core of the universe. The earth will open and fucking orgasm to that. But a whole lot of clinging children who think they need to own the crust of this being in order to feel secure, in order to get jobs, in order to, that just sucks the milk out of the tits of the earth. So the huge investment the earth has made and and the belief in the human spirit is waiting for that human spirit to actually show up. And when it shows up in matter, it doesn't show up needing resources. Fuck, look around, it shows up with its own power. And the resources naturally become to dance around that being. So it's a fundamental shift. You know, in uh, the Knights Templar, they had the vow of poverty. And in fact, in my ancestry, my mother's maiden name is power. And that comes from povra. comes from poor. Power comes from being poor. So to in the old days, you would have a vow of chastity to try to open the love door. Because it was just too you know, enticing the world of relationship and a vow of poverty to try to open the matter door. But the vow of poverty in the modern age is not that you should not be rich. You should have billions of dollars. I want all of you to be millionaires for the sake of the planet, but not your body-mind. Your body-mind is just the custodian of the wealth of the earth that needs to flow towards the soul. But that requires that your body-mind give up its grip on the need to source itself from the outside to feel safe, to then launch a platform for your soul and spirit which always collapses because it's built on fear. Any civilization built on fear, and that's why the whole New Age community that has the beliefs of the higher, but do not demonstrate that in their own lives, the fearlessness of being able to stand for that rather than going and seeking the resource to live their wonderful life purpose. Just fucking be it. But to be it, you have to go through the door of your own fear, Mm. your own fear that you will not be looked after. That the earth won't provide for you, that you'll be a bad lady, that you'll end up, you know, like starving to death with rotting teeth, or whatever the fucking thing is that civilization has put in there. You have to throw that out. There is no other way. Like there's no other way through the love door except abandonment. There's no other way through the door into primary matter than to stand alone as spirit and create from there. Not to accumulate resources so that you can create, but to create, to be it. And the resources will naturally come and dance around you. They just take a little bit longer because it's white magic, not black magic. Or it's deeper black magic. Mm -hmm. It's the magic of the dark. So in order to get the current running, these things have to be connected. So in the individual life, here's our base. And this is where the primary dark is, the dark side of the moon. This is the thing that's hidden from us. We started to tap into yesterday the black serpent. The place that the black serpent is the energy of the black dragon as it rises in matter. And unless that black serpent is connected up with the top part of your being, and then its job is to stay in the dark and make sure you survive. And its job is, is taken over many lives to, to, to get the intelligence of matter around survival. And if you want to create new civilization, this energy has to be married to this energy. So what lives now in your base is not how do I survive at all costs, but how does the greater I that we all are, how does that flourish? then in your base is a vibration that is not about you versus others and your survival and fear, but it's about us together. That's what's vibrating there. And it automatically sends out the note of abundance into your your basal surroundings. Mm -hmm. And that note of abundance helps other people, but they have to flip their own base. You have to flip your base into the non-dual. There is no other way. And so a lot of people come and they want to come into this field and they come with like, "Yeah, great, I really love it, I want to be, I want to be in soul community, and it's wonderful, and so on. How do I make a living? Great. It's like you can't it it's just doesn't work. The making a living thing doesn't work, because it's telling your spirit that it's weak. It's telling your fear that your fear is true. So I wanna get a forge here and mint black dragon coins. And, and anyone who has that coin is being given permission to never have to earn a living again. Never even just go there, never go to that place of earning a living. How could somebody who's here to bring love and beauty and abundance and freedom to the planet ever be asked by the planet to make a living? Which just reinforces your sense of no value as a soul. Which just diminishes your own soul. Like, How could a civilization like that ever work? It can only work to a certain point. Just like chopping down all of these trees to, to grow grass, to milk cows, could only work to a certain point. It's about survival, necessary. Earth had to get here, humans had to get here. But we're way past the use by date of the survival black serpent energy. And for now, since the 50s and 60s, humans have been given the opportunity to make the transition whole of wealthy America and New Zealand and Australia, whole chunks of the world have got wealthy enough to say, stop fucking earning a living and be who you came to fucking be. But we can't do it because inbuilt in our base center is still the vibration of fear. So even if we have a million fucking bucks or $38 million in this room, we can't live it. Cause it's not it. The money is not it. The money is a result of your being. So that essential teaching is unstopped. You can't not go through that door. Just like you can't not go through the love door. If you want to live a non-dual life, if you want this current to be able to come all the way down so you can run the current, be the currency, then you have to go through that door in matter as well as in spirit. And it's as a fearful door as the door in the center of the heart, because in the center of the heart, to, to open the black door in the heart, you have to be bereft. You have to be bereft finally and completely of the longing for love outside of you. And you have to come back to the love broken open in your core like we did that other temple night and then from that place you'll find others who also are broken in that place who you will love deeply and completely and the partnership will be a deep monadic partnership of bringing love to the world that you are not a clinging together to help each other deny the fact that at your core you're bereft of love so that door is a hard door and we know it and then there's the door in consciousness. And this is the door in the heart of the diamond in the causal body. So you've got to get to the causal body in order to get this current running. Because if you can't get this connected with this, then the, this is always going to drag you down. And if you don't have that, that's always going to drag you up. To get the current running, you've got to be able to be in the center here, the sun. You've got to get heliocentric. You've got to be able to sit in your causal body, feel the diamond of pure presence, and you've got to be able to turn that diamond in on itself. And you have to get past the duality of consciousness. And the duality of consciousness is always subject-object. I and out. So I as awareness am talking to God or an angel or a demon or I, I as object, subject am looking at an object. Could be a very spiritual object or a very gross object but I'm engaging an object and subject-object duality. To go to the void in consciousness, consciousness has to separate itself from duality, look inside itself and find emptiness. So this is meditation. This is learning how to take your awareness to its core. Now you can hook up emptiness in your consciousness, emptiness in the heart, and emptiness in the base. And then you need to reach up to the monad through the diamond, through the flashing fire of cosmic electricity to the energy of the monad in form. And then that brings in that unmistakable hit of support from cosmos. So that's your inheritance in the heights. And when that can, hit, can meet the inheritance in the depths, what's been held down for you in matter now you can run dark current. Now you can stand as a pillar of dark in a dark temple and create a new world. So that's the essence of what we're doing here. The rest, this is the teaching, but the teaching is no use to you unless you can embody it. So as we go through the journey of the six weeks, we're getting tastes of what it, that might mean to vibrate at the core of our heart with love rather than the seeking of love. What it might mean to vibrate the core of our awareness with emptiness, so that we're not seeking enlightenment. We know in darkenment, and that fuels enlightenment. If you can taste a bit of dark in your causal body, all of a sudden you supernova and you have all of the enlightenment you want. But you, if you're seeking enlightenment because you want more light, then it's it's the same as seeking love. You have to find the source of consciousness itself, which is not more light, it's dark. And then that's like gasoline in your causal body, it blows it up into the realms of light. And the same up here. Ultimately, there is a monadic duality, which is the duality between the monad in everything. It's like the duality between a billion galaxies and the black hole in the core of one galaxy. It's the same black hole. It's the same oneness. There's a monadic oneness, but there's a specificity that that oneness is also a galaxy, a black hole. So all black holes and one black hole. All spirit, oneness, and a spark of spirit, which is me at my core, my depth. I am not, just lost in the ocean, I am a wave in that ocean. But the wave and the ocean are one. So that duality of spirit, brought through the being, and anchored brings your dark currency. And if you stand in that dark currency, and that's running in you, then the world of your soul and your body-mind will come around that. Which is the opposite of starting with your body-mind, going to try to work out your transpersonal self and then eventually finding the realm of non-duality. If you can just shift a little piece of you into the primary first, you are primarily spirit, not the last thing, the first thing. If you can make that your priority, then the realm of your transpersonal and the realm of your body mind and your personal will come online The pain and the suffering is in the flipping, in that process of flipping. And you can make that flipping hard on yourself or easy on yourself. It's like love relating. You can gradually have lots of different relationships where you open just a little bit more each time and then get wounded and hurt and go away and recover, or you can just find one and give everything. And then when you give everything, all is lost and all is gained. So the core teaching is a teaching of great simplicity. It's not complex. It just requires everything. Mm-hmm. And you just get to choose how long it takes <coughs> you to give that everything. Are you gonna do the slow transition from, well, I'll keep the job and then I'll do a little bit of this and then I'll gradually mm-hmm. over time like do my soul work and like that's a valid path. It's a third-ray path, but I'm just gonna shift a little bit of me over to my soul work every day, you know, and then gradually over 10 years, my 10-year plan is I'll be able to fully be making a living from my soul work. Many people do that, It's, it's legitimate. And then the extreme way is like, you know, this friend of mine who just left his merchant banking job, walked into the ocean with his briefcase and his Rolex watch and all of his gold rings, walked into the ocean, stripped everything off, walked out naked in Venice Beach or whatever, and that was his cleanse, you know? And then he found then he found he'd found left his keys in the in the briefcase in the, in the car, and so now he really was naked walking down the street. You know? and, uh, so that's a more extreme example of like, I am done. I will never again go that path. So now the universe will have to reveal something to me, or I'll be locked in an insane asylum or whatever. You know? so, you, can, you get to choose the degree and the intensity of the experience of your transformation. But what coming to Haydn does is it gives you a taste of the fact that that dark core is at the center of your being, and that you can rely on it, and that actually to rely on it is thrilling. It's the great adventure of our time. It's what our souls came for. And in fact, more and more centres like this will draw souls from all over the world who already have the dark inside them. They've been incarnated with it. They just need it to be revealed. So as revealers, this is a place of knowing that you're not, you're not putting something into someone. You're like seeing, are you ready for what's inside you to be revealed? And the first thing you know, on the way in is normally like body mind, and then soul, and then, oh my God, inside the soul is the seed of the dark. But what Haydn does to you goes goes dark. <laughs> it's like it blows it out from the inside. okay? It's not the gradual unpeeling of the onion. It's the revelation right from the beginning of the core of the onion, and the onion just goes, woof. <laughs> or in the terms of the causal body, there's ways to open the causal body slowly which is you just radiate causal fire from an awakened causal body and it tickles the petals of other people's and then they gradually open like the sun shining onto onto a rose or you just run electric current into the jewel in the center of the causal body and it shocks the petals open to a faster path or you just activate the dark because it's a three-fold system, right? You can go in, you can electrocute it, duality, or you can operate the non-dual. So the dark energy is very fascinating and very fearful. Whether or not it's the old dark, which is also fascinating and fearful, the, the high dark, it's, it's fascinating because you kind of know that there's something in here that changes everything. And it's fearful because you kind of know that there's something in here that changes everything. It's the same thing. Our thrillingness and our fear are anchored in the same place. And then the self wants to then bargain like crazy. It's like, oh yeah, I got a taste of that. One, one taste and you're ruined forever, says Rumi. I've got a taste of it. Now the bargaining begins. How much of it can I have and what do I have to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. The transactional relationship with spirit begins. It's got nothing to do with spirit. Spirit's not transactional at all. We are the ones who are transactional. God never abandoned us. We are the ones who left because the terms of the employment wasn't suitable to us. We are the ones who forgot why we came here because it got too hard. Spirit never forgot. It didn't withdraw. All of that is just storytelling from the part of us that's not mature enough to own the fucking truth that it was too hard, and it's okay to be too hard. You can take as long as you want, but when you get that there is nothing outside of you that is responsible for your life but you, and when you get a taste of the technology of what you could be and stand for, (coughs) then... It's much harder to go back into the realm of illusion. It's much harder to drop back into the world where you slowly adopt again the thinking of a civilization that is past its use-by date, that's outgrown well past its use-by date. So, just linking, this is the individual journey. Each of us, as an individual, if we start with monad first, and then integrate these levels of our being, we can learn how to run the dark current and be non-dual eternal spirit embodied in our base center.
1: Mm.
0: Embodied, landed, grounded, so that the matter around us is vibrating with the same energy as the core. And the black hole energy then is revealed as exactly the same energy as matter. Like, inside matter is the same energy as what's inside the black hole. So the snake eats its tail. The dark current can run because the top of it and the bottom of it have been connected. And it runs through you. Okay, so how does this relate to the story of the civilization, because if we individually are going through this transformation and we are being offered now the accelerated path through the, the, the dark, rather than the slow path of consciousness, then how is that affecting the planet? Because the planet is past its use by date, in terms of its development, then the dreams of consciousness raising, that came in the 60s that if we all just get up to third tier or then 100 monkeys, you know, some monkey will eat something and then it's like, that, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. to China and India and the world. and It's not going to happen because even when two people do raise consciousness, they often don't change their base center. They still live with that raised consciousness in the material world of the old civilization. So radical intervention by cosmos had been decided. So this story, you can take it as a story if you want, is that um, these levels of monad and soul and body-mind are like an eye and you can um, accelerate or non-accelerate evolution by the way you regulate which one of these energies is flowing, okay? So if you, if you really want to give yourself crisis, then go to the dark. And the dark will precipitate a crisis between whatever it is that you're currently running and who you really are. So it's kind of like the pupil of an eye. You can dilate <laughs> the pupil, more dark. Or you can constrict the pupil, less dark. So this constriction and dilation of a pupil governs how much light the eye allows in or out. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So if you're imagining your own self, monad, soul, personality, the more monadic energy you run, the more energy is going to flow into your field. So on the earth, as humanity, there's this... Idea of these three centres that the body mind of humanity is uh, the body mind of humanity is what we call humanity. It's the you know run by companies and governments, and it's the realm of body mind that that many of people in that believe that's the only thing there is. There is only just the body mind of humanity. We've got to figure it out for ourselves. We're doing the best we can. And then there's the soul of humanity, made of all of those beings who have graduated out of body mind, either in body or out of body. So the soul of humanity is the ascended masters or the bodhisattvas or the, you know, every tradition has the tradition of these beings that have gone through the human experience and are now supporting from the transpersonal soul of humanity. So that's what's called in Esoteric teachings, the hierarchy, and the reason it's a hierarchy is because it's a hierarchy of love. There isn't a body-mind hierarchy of the further up the corporate ladder you get, the better a company car. It's the further up the hierarchy of love you get, the more fucking responsibility you have for love expressing on the planet. So it's a hierarchy of love earned, earned by evolutionary demonstration of capacity to bring love and the soul to earth. So, and then the core is what. It's called Shambhala, or this energy that, of the beings that hold the cosmic evolution of Earth. So the, the hierarchy are mainly concerned with behind the scenes, what's going on on the planet. They're the great educational, soul educators of body-mind Earth. But Shambhala is that energy which is like connecting Earth with cosmos and deciding how much current of that cosmic purpose to let into Earth depending upon what is the stage of evolution?
1: Mm.
0: So it's like the responsibility for the electric current of Earth through humanity. And because humanity has been a little slow, is one story, you can turn, have lots of other stories, but because it looks like our transformation is a little delayed because of uh, an addiction to materiality, then what's called the Shabbala impacts began in 1925, according to the esoteric teachings. So this is like a direct impact from the core energy, the dark energy of the planet that holds the the deep purpose of evolution directly to the body-mind. An impact from the dark directly into the body-mind of humanity. So because it isn't channeled through hierarchy, it produces crisis. Because it's basically the same kind of crisis that you can bring it on yourself if you create your own little mini Shambhala impact, which is just basically, here's my life the way it is. Now, download for me what I'm supposed to be doing. That's how I gave myself a heart attack in my 40s. It's like, just hit me with, hit me with the blueprint that I'm supposed to be, not this gradually evolving, never-ending thing of trying to be someone. Hit me with who I am. And when that hit me, it's like the blueprint of my being arrived, and it it creates crisis because it just shatters everything that's not that. Everything that's been built up to try to be that one day gets impacted. So that crisis for humanity um, was first um, broken into the humanity field in 1925. Every hundred years now, there's a conclave where that Shambhala force is released. The result in 1925 was World War. That was the result of the Shambhala impact. Also the result of it was the splitting of the atom. Okay, because that energy of the dark split matter through human consciousness, like human consciousness Rutherford and so on had to, to learn how to do it, but it's that energy of the dark cracking matter because matter was what, the addiction to matter was what was keeping human civilization in materialism. So that crack produced the Second World War, and it also um, produced the the ending of the Second World War through Hiroshima and Nagasaki and so on, where the splitting of the atom and the World War were kind of combined. It was a deep initiation, really, for humanity. But it was from the dark, and when dark energy is released, it doesn't necessarily be used for love. That's up to humanity. When the dark energy arrives, it's just power. You get to decide how that power is used. That's why it's so important for me for the power that has already been released on this planet to be consciously used by beings of love because they can use that power to create a civilization. They can access a new, the new power everyone's looking for is inside the human being. And if you can get receptive to that Shambhala impact, you can use that to create new civilization. Otherwise, it just creates a crisis that breaks up the old, or it's misused by those strong members of hum- the body-mind of humanity that are unscrupulous and are don't mind using that power for whatever they want. The trouble is when you release power, you can't release it selectively. It's like opening the pupil of an eye. It's like it comes out, and humans have to be responsible for the way they use it. So, 1950 was in between 1925 and 2025, like the, the cross, the Shambhala kind of cross is a 25 year in a century cross. It's like the equinoxes and solstices, and they all have significance. And if you look through humanity at that time, this was the 60s after the 1950 hit. You can feel the gray of 1950 giving away to something else that happened through the 60s, 1975, was another hit right in the middle between 75 and 2000 was the share market crash of 1987. So that was a midpoint. The midpoint between 2000 and 2025 is 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, the whole you know, focus of the dreams of new civilization coming into people's consciousness, whether or not they were able to embody it or not. 2025, the next big one. And then, uh, if, if enough people are attuned to the dark to be able to channel it in love, then the 2037 marks another midpoint. By 2050, spiritual governance on the planet, a new civilization, consciously run from the core of the human spirit rather than from the ownership of matter. So that's the the unfolded time, space, story, vision that our souls, if the esoteric truths have validity, that our souls are part of, a part of this great adventure, a part of this adventure of the the transformation of our own lives as part of the transformation of of planetary life for something that we don't even really know what it is yet like once you have truly transformed into your core and start living from that place, then you don't know what's going to come next. It's the unknown. Mm. And once Earth gets over its kind of crisis of materiality Mm. and awakens as, you know, or doesn't, like because the risk when you release power, you know, which is why it's a great adventure, because if it was just like, oh, spiritual governance will arrive then, let's just cruise, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: like, no, because the spiritual governance hasn't arrived then. It's the end of the, the unsustainable human civilization. It's the end. How could it be otherwise? It's like getting a, a message from your doctor that you've got cancer. Okay, you don't know, but it's got serious all of a sudden. Your life has got serious. So the, you can't have evolutionary growth without huge risk and humanity now is in the risk. Is it going to make it or not? So your own personal journey is part of a great journey, and because that great journey is fractally inside every human soul and every human heart, we know what's going on. Like The, the truth of it is not something that you have to conceptually grasp. The truth of it is something that you feel in the tension of your own heart and your own life. It's something that's true, not because somebody says it's true. It's true because you're living it. You came to live it. So the invitation, um, in the sense of the timeline, is there are forces that we can really create our own reality with, and then there are bigger forces that we get swept up in, like the world war. You know, you could you could sit on your meditation pillow and say, well. Um, you know, I create my own reality, but the truth is that if you, if you were in that time, you were swept up in it. You got to choose whether you wanted to be a conscious objector, or what you wanted to be on the front line, or you would, you got choice within it, but you didn't get choice not to be swept up by it. It was a global phenomena, and what's coming is a global phenomena. So the soul of the world is moving, we get to choose the way we move with it, And if we align ourselves to what it is that's really coming, we can not only accelerate our own evolution, but we can be useful in the process. And so as, as individuals activate this dark in them and stand as that in the world, you can't help but both cause crisis in other people's lives because it precipitates that in them. And you can't help but be an agent of what's coming. But that's not just because you have a uh, philosophy and read and have read, you know, um, Eckhart Tolle, or and it's not just because you're a lover and you know how to handle polyamory, and it's not just because you've been successful and a new age businessman and has have made money. It's it's deeper than all of that, and it's linked to all of that. You have to be able to run the current from the highest to the lowest, to rest as non-dual eternal spirit. To know yourself as consciousness that is able to connect with the consciousness of others in the world soul. To, to be in your heart and to be broken open in your heart so that the love that you are can transmit that to the world. And to be so anchored in your base center that your security is not anchored in the earth. Your security comes from your spiritual core. And then the earth opens her legs. Like the earth is like, oh my God, I've just so longed for a mature human Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who stands not trying to suck something out of me, Mm -hmm. but stands on their own two feet as a divine being. How much do you want? What do you want? Mm -hmm. Then the energies of the earth come rushing up, freely given, Mm -hmm. not sucked, not... Control demanded, not even forced up through bindu locks and esoteric <laughs> techniques. They come just because she <laughs> fucking loves us, and 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 particularly those humans that have made that alignment, mm. she will come with full love, mm. because she, they are the the cream of her crop. Oh. That is why why she's growing humans. Yeah. Um, so from now to say, you know, 2050, like, would you say there's also kind of a, um, going to be like a gradual un- unlocking of dark matter, but like, like, like almost a deeper union with dark matter? Yeah, totally. And I think that's what's partly behind the revelation of, of you know, quantum entanglement and coherence and so on. We're actually probing into the mysteries of matter um, with our consciousness. But if, if the scientists are still you know, doing that and being paid by the government in the old system, then we're, we're, we're opening to new energy, but we haven't changed um, our lives. So the great danger of the technologies, of the things that are being revealed, is if those technologies are used by the consciousness of the old body-mind civilization, and particularly those who are still at the heart of it, then they can be used for a greater enslavement of the human spirit if they are used for, for the liberation of the new civilization, that's different. So I wonder whether, like if this, if this gives rise to the, the piercing of the atom, I wonder whether what's coming after 2025 is also going to be a radical shift in our understanding of energy and how to use it from matter. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's critical by that time that there are enough people who will be using that for the good of the planet. Because the danger of releasing Shambhala force is you have no idea how it's going to be used. That's not up to that energy. That energy is just power. And the risk of releasing power is the misuse of power. So all of the training that we've had around love, you know, over the last few thousand years in the Piscean Age, we're about to get a training in power. And the thing is, if you don't use your power, that doesn't absolve you, you know, because there's a part in each of us that's like, I've misused power before. That's why that black serpent is all of the lives of your misuse of power, that we all have misused power. So the willingness to take up power again from a purified place or from as pure as you can and to do it in Aquarian group so that so that that misuse of power is going to be balanced and harmonized by the eyes and the gaze and the hearts of others. So, and the power is not the kind of power that people have in the world of influence and money and political. The power is actually a vibratory energy which impacts and rumbles through matter and human consciousness, and it's it's a deep, um, effective, energy that's more powerful than consciousness, and it's more powerful than political influence. So, uh, you know, are you willing to have that power wield itself through you? Because that's probably the best way. You don't wield the power. The power is an archetypal force, but it can move through you if you are willing to run your dark current. But to be willing to run your dark current, the main thing you have to do is manage fear. That's the main thing you have to do. To manage the fear of, okay, I'm going back into my survival, make a living mode. I have to manage my fear and call on the dark current. Oh, I'm going back into my romantic, looking for someone to make my love. Oops, I have to come back to love. Oh, I'm going into like a new spiritual pathway, which will, oops, I need to come back to the void. So if you really want to, to be dark, you have to work at it. It's like a gym, you go to the gym. To run your dark current, you have to keep the current alive. The currency only works when it's flowing. You can't accumulate dark um, power and put it in a bank somewhere. You have to contain it in the bank of your being and release it um, and, and earn it, earn the credits of the currency by your disciplined management of your fear. So, Haydn. Haydn's a black dragon temple. In other words, it's the temple dedicated to that dark that lies at the core of spirit and the core of matter and the core of consciousness alike. And so, when people come here, that's what they are getting a taste of and getting activated in themselves. If people wanna come and be here more, you know, in terms of like the, the holding of it as a soul initiation temple and the holding of it as a community and so on, it's not uh, um, old civilization community. It's a community where that black dragon energy sits at the core. Which means that, like the Eliot quote, it's a condition of complete simplicity costing not less than everything. Like you can't, you can't live in black dragon energy unless all has been lost <coughs> and all has been gained. So in other words, everything's given, everything's been given back. When you're in the transactional you know, mode of bargaining, it doesn't work. You're better off to come, get a taste, go, come get a taste, go, come get a taste, go, grow yourself. But if you wanna come live in black dragon energy, it's, it's uncompromising, it's uncompromising. And it should be, it's ruthless. And it's ruthless about one thing, first things first, first things first. And the first thing here is the black. It's the simplicity of spirit. So when anyone comes with like, oh, we need this first, you know, body-mind first, or soul first, or whatever, it's like, it's not that those things aren't necessary, they are, but you have to put spirit first. You have to go to the first thing first, and then you add those other things on. When you come with those things as the first thing, then Haydn will roll you. like Its job is to do that. So those people who are, who are holding point here have to hold that fearlessly, ruthlessly, because if that goes out, if the current goes out, it doesn't matter, because like, that's what the whole thing's for. So yeah, the toilet's blocked, or yeah, the uh, the um, you know the the field is full of like emotional energy that needs to be released, and da 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 da. But first of all, run the current. Mm. And one of the hilarious things when this first started, and I was here alone, I had three to five hours a day in the turret just just try to run the current when everything's screaming at me, the lawns need mowing, and the this needs doing, and that needs doing, and it's like, how is it possible, it's like, run the current. Like, when the current's running, everything's possible, but not here yet. When the current's not running, doesn't matter what you do, everything starts to fall. The power of the civilization out there is so strong. That's why it's really difficult to do work in a city and set up a temple and da-da-da-da-da, because you're sitting in such a powerful vibration that demands your attention. And in order to hold Black Dragon energy, you've got to be able to pull yourself away from all of that, find what's first, make that the priority, and then from there, your life begins to flow out again. So um, the essence of that is singularity work and base center work is singularity. It's the, it's the thing we all have underneath our sexuality. So while the work of consciousness and sexuality and tantra and so on is all useful in the world, it's all evolutionary, it's all on the way somewhere, it's not singularity work, it's duality work. Okay? The duality inside yourself between your soul and your sex, between spirit and matter, duality work, red and white dragon, it's all duality. And you need to strengthen one duality if the other duality is not so strong. You need to do that work. You need to do the consciousness work and not just say, well, I'm an embodied person. Okay, you're an embodied person, but you're also consciousness, develop it. Or I'm a consciousness person. Yeah, great, be a consciousness person, but get in your fucking body, learn how to run your sexual energy, ground your consciousness so that it's fucking useful, not just um, on the higher planes. So give up your identity with being one kind of person or another kind of person. Be everyone. And, and as you're everyone, shift your own dynamics so that yes, you can give your unique gift, but be bigger than your unique <coughs> gift. And then find what's behind the duality of, of your masculine, your feminine, your soul, your sex, all of those things, the singularity. The singularity in the body of your base. So anal sex, is not just more sex, but you know, with a new, a new place to play. It's actually a different temple with different mysteries. And so you're going there for those mysteries, for the black dragon mysteries, not for more red and white dragon played out in the base. And they're power mysteries. So whether you're just going there energetically, whether you're going there through penetration or whatever, you're going there for power of matter for the power of matter. And you want to vibrate that power of the singularity of your base with the singularity of your heart. It's the black hole of the heart is that place beyond the you and me love. Beyond the love of subject-object into love itself. So every time you have a relationship issue, you get an opportunity to fall into the singularity of your own heart. And you go there for the power of love. It's easy to love when you love back. It's much harder to sustain your love when the person you love is hating you, blaming you, projecting everything upon you. That's when you're tested in your singularity. So you want the singularity of your base connected to the singularity of your heart, to the singularity of your soul. And the singularity of your soul is Yes, you may be a 1st race soul or a 2nd race soul. You may, you may have incarnated in this, and you may be, you know, this is your purpose and so on. But actually, there's just one soul. You are the soul of humanity. Mm-hmm. Link your soul to the soul of humanity. Let go of the me and you of consciousness and soul, and be the soul, at least the soul of humanity. Incarnate through this one being. And when you're accessing that singularity in the soul, then you don't have to worry about, is my work helping others or not? Because you are the whole that then is flowing through your individual. You've located yourself in relationship with the singularity of humanity. And then finally, the singularity of spirit, which is that Mm. one cosmic black dragon, which is the same as the black dragon in matter, that is just pure roaring power that vibrates everything, that spins galaxies, that awakens human consciousness, that that is the source of our love and is the source of matter. So those are the singularities to work with in running the black current. And that singularity forms itself, like if you make the singularity first, then it naturally creates polarity. And in this case, it's the polarity between the monad and matter, which are the same, they come from the same root, but it feels like they're different. Because one is like really dense and and on one end of the spectrum and one is at the other. And then when you have duality, when you have um, singularity, that's created a duality, then you can go into the realm of electromagnetism, So you have dark current, and now you have an electromagnetic field.
1: Mm.
0: And the electromagnetic field is generated out of your dark current, your singularity into polarity. So the singularity of your heart, say, of love. I'm here for love, not for being loved. I'm here for love. One end of that love goes down to my base and vibrates matter. Mm. One end of that... Love goes to my crown and vibrates spirit. Mm -hmm. Electromagnetic field, Taurus. Okay, so you're running your energy based on your singularity, producing duality. In that duality, then you have electromagnetic current. Now you have resonance and radiance and all of the things that your soul needs to vibrate into the world, to create magnetic uh, resonance with others, to draw the people that you need in that are resonating with your core. And then eventually you have form. So this is like the planet. We might think matter came first, but what if the Earth only exists as a result of the pure will of being setting up an electromagnetic field that eventually adheres around it a planet, form, matter? What of matter was last in that process of evolution, not first. So what of the planet of your life was the result, like your body-mind that was built for the new civilization was the result of your singularity producing duality, finally bringing around it the perfect form Mm. for the vibration that you are. But if you are still holding on to your old form and trying to bring in this energy, it may shatter it because it may not be the form that actually expresses your spirit. So again, that that battle between if your form first, it's like, yes, give me spirit, but not in such a way that it destroys my life. Okay, so now you've basically put your material well-being Um, before Spirit and said, I want your support, but don't take this away from me. Well, you're tying the hands of Spirit, because Spirit's support may be to strip everything away from you. That may be the support. So you're saying, I want to be loved, but I want to be loved in such a way that the fear that lives at the core of me isn't activated. I'd like to be loved in such a way that I can keep my fear exactly as it is, but actually, because my fear is afraid of surviving, the main thing I'd like to be loved by is, let me win Lotto. So, you know, all of our prayers are prayers for the wrong thing if our matter is first. Because if the prayers were answered, then our lives... So, activating from the core is a teaching that is really, really simple, but almost nobody wants. It's ahead of its time. Okay, we actually much prefer the teachings of incremental development, personal development, a little bit of like radical change as convenient you know so this is like going to weekend workshops on tantra or whatever and then you go back to your life and now you know a few more breathing techniques and your energy fields are operational and so on to then, Okay, I'm going to ISTA or maybe to ISTA level two, which is basically talking about the workshop you never go back from. You know, like I, I, I want this radical transformational journey. I really feel like it's, it's um, my life's working much better. I'm meeting more, better people, like I'm having better sex and my life's working, I'm a bit more abundant. And then it's like, yeah, but do you want to go to the core? But if you want to go to the core, everything's changed. Everything's lost, everything's gained. Your life is now based on something else. And it's not something that you can even talk about. And it's certainly not something that you can touch and feel. The touching and feeling comes later. It's something that you anchor so deeply in the core of your being that then it becomes the foundation stone of your life. You can build a temple on this because this is what's at the core of all temples. But if you build a temple from the bottom up, get the bricks and spoons and mortar, and then hope spirit's going to show up because you called it. Well, spirit might just destroy that because you're supposed to be doing something else. Mm. So the invitation, what's said about the Shambhala force is that it puts you in your place. So We don't always want to be put in our place, partly because we don't know that there's a place for us, and we're afraid that the place for us might be actually less um, appetizing than the place we've decided we really belong in. But Spirit will put you in your place. If you call the dark light and you run the current, it will put you in your place, not just in terms of your physical location on the globe, but in terms of your work in the world, in terms of the people, in terms of your relationships, it's like the dark current will organize your life for you. It will raise through resonance. So that's what we're, and that's how the center is organized, through the self-evident resonance of people showing up into their, in their core and vibrating that core and revealing that core to others so this is just prep for doing a meditation now, you know, so we can activate the dark current. But any, any questions or comments about the simplicity, really, the simplicity of this work?
1: With that
0: power. Right. Well, your body mind is the part that will decide what to do with the power, because the power—the power—is just power. It's the vibratory power of the core of your being, and your body mind's job is, under your soul's guidance, to your, your body mind is the implementer of that power in the world. So that power goes through your core, then it activates your soul. Your soul purpose then should direct your body mind who who's the worker in the field. The body mind is the implementer. But for most of us, until the soul is fully grounded in the body mind, then the body mind is in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Okay, shall we mm-hmm. take a break and then meditate?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.